This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is the habit your 2019 self would be shocked to see you picking up in 2020? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Oh, hello. How's it going? Good. Uh, and uh, we're asking you what the habit your 2019 self. So think about you just over a year ago would be horrified to see today you doing. Why are we asking this, Bradley? Uh, thanks for asking why we're asking. Why we're oh, asking okay. is because we're asking for this very simple fact. We are all doing things we never thought we'd be doing in 2020 that our 2019 self would have predicted. Um, now, a lot of that is like because of COVID-19. I get it. And coronavirus and some other stuff that's been going on this year. But... I'm talking more about, like, what's the habit? What's the thing you found yourself doing this year as a result of all the stuff that's been going on in the world? Not necessarily, like, wearing a mask. Like, okay, we, right. we're all, we all know that. But, like, what's the thing if you had said to your 2019 self, hey, guess what? I'll take myself as an example. Mm-hmm. You'll be baking bread. Carbohydrates? What? No. No, we don't do those anymore. Those are bad. <gasps> Um, Holly, uh, I'm calling Holly out because, um, Bradley, you're not one of us. We got this email from somebody who I will keep nameless Uh oh. because she said I would call, but I'm too embarrassed. She said, I don't shower every day. Oh, oh yeah. Only have dried my hair. I think six times no. wearing jammies unless I go out of my house and usually no makeup, otherwise known as a lazy and the reason I brought this to Holly is because Holly and I share something in common, which is that showers are a suggestion, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, meh, meh. I mean, like it's every not that I don't shower. It's that it's just not an everyday occurrence. I mean, you have yeah. people in your house but that a, can smell. But yeah. a daily shower. Here's the thing. I don't like to be wet. I find it cumbersome. It, I, I, it's, I don't. I don't. I like being in the shower, and I like feeling clean. But it's that in between part where it's like you're wet, and like your clothes kind of stick to you, and like the whole drying off, and it's cold. And I just and like the it's a process, and I have long hair, and it's uh, takes forever to dry, and it's cold again. It's cold outside. Yeah. So it's just like it's like a whole process, and I don't really want to do it all the time. Bathing is hard. I want. Yeah, I wash my hair maybe. Well, like washing your hair is totally understandable. Anybody that takes good, I mean, I watched those when commercials. Oh, yeah. Where the guy was like, never shampoo your hair. So, like, I totally, isn't that what that guy's name was? When? I think so. That's the name of the product. Was his name when? I don't don't know. know. 
Anyway, moral of the story is, um, and I've done that where I've like not washed my hair for months at a time, but I also have like an inch of hair. Mm-hmm. So just getting it, uh, you know, running under hot water is is fine. Um, but yeah, uh, washing your hair is one thing, but like washing your bits, I just feel like that's courtesy. No, no, no. I clean my bits. I just don't necessarily always do it in the shower. Yeah, or like the bath to shower rotation. You clean your bits not in the shower? Mm-hmm. Like, I, what do you run them under the faucet? Oh, I don't you even like get a washcloth and soap it up. And... Oh gosh, I don't even do that. Oh, okay. No. Oh my god, it is I'm good learning to wash so it much that I don't want to learn. But I know we have callers, so let's go to the phone. <laughs> okay, who do we have on the line? Uh, well, luckily Annie's one of us. Oh, hi, Annie. Welcome to the club. How's it going, Annie? Well, I'm on the same page. I just. I don't shower anymore, and I don't care about it. Oh my God, at all? <laughs> Maybe once a week. Do you live with people? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. And I bet wow. they don't either. That's the thing. Yeah, nobody cares. That's crazy. Too hard. It, okay. it's, it's, it's too hard. It is. It's like a whole. It's like yeah, the easiest commit. thing you do. You gotta commit. Annie, do you have long hair? Uh, medium. Is it thick? Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't dry quickly. See, this is a thing but, people don't understand. It is a process when you've got a lot of hair. You don't have it's to wash your thing. hair when you get in the shower. Yeah, you know. But I mean, if I'm doing something with somebody and I shower, it's like a special occasion. Wow. All right. I like this, Annie. I like this version of you. And have a I, great day. I'm just concerned that you guys need to get back into this habit once we're all hanging out. Hey, don't again. worry about it. It'll come around. We 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 just don't have any shame right now. Yeah, but it's not like I get like plumes of dirt in my crotch well, that you know of <laughs> it's called plumes. bacteria plumes i change my underwear it's called stank at least i change my underwear well, okay every that's day. that's one that's one yeah, tick like in I the benefit clean column clothes i just yeah. am not who's next no my body okay, is just fine. filthy um we did get uh from the twitter experience oh good uh I do have from our good friend Panda, 2019 me would be shocked to see 2020 me using TikTok. You know what? That is a big one. I saw a lot of people uh, doing that thing, the TikToks. Brian said, I'm currently on a five day in a row streak of showering. It's been an ebb and flow on showering two or three times a week. So I'm proud of this five day streak and I would like to high five you, Brian. Yeah, Congrats good job. On showering. Congrats. Oh, Although, Dennis says, don't take feel... a shower, you animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought Bradley Trainer was the normal one? I shower at least twice a day for Pete's sake. That's not good for your skin, Dennis. Oh, well, as long as you're hydrating and moisturizing. And if you are, wor- like, if he's working out, it can be good to, like, rinse off the gross. Yeah, but not twice. Like, you know. Yeah, no, you can rinse off twice. It's fine. I just feel like that's going to dry out. I I want people to have. I good, oh moist for years skin. I would bathe twice a day. I would get up in the morning and shower, and then I'd work out and shower. I couldn't. There's no, no hair. Like I'm telling you, hair. Uh, I think we have more people calling in to tell us they don't shower. <laughs> like I know I just sound like real dirty, but like it's I'm not. It's fine. Who's on the line, Holly? Uh, we have Jane who wants to add to the shower. Oh, conversation. perfect. Hi, Jane. How's your showering habit? <laughs> Well, it's hit and miss. Um, I've gotten to the point where I have to put down on a calendar when I washed my hair. Oh, that's a good idea. So you remember? Uh, yes. And I, you know, it's like, okay, I got to wash my hair. And a week goes by and I have a lot of it. And mm-hmm. it's long. Mm-hmm. And it's dense. Mm-hmm. And it's straight and frizzy. And I've got all types of hair on top of my head. Mm-hmm. And as far as showering, then I have to put on a um, space heater in the 
bathroom mm -hmm. because I, I know I'm going to get cold and things have to be on the radiator so once <laughs> I am done and out. My God. I am feeling it, you right it, now. It's hilarious. It's a process. I, thank it's a process. you. Yes. The hair thing, like seriously, wet hair. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you still haven't made the argument. Like, I don't understand the difference between, okay, don't wash your hair then. Because uh, I get in the shower. I, I will tell you frequently, here's what happens. Like on Saturday mornings when I would go to the gym early, I didn't want to like do the whole thing. So I just jump in the shower and just not get my hair wet. So to me, that feels like. I, I that doesn't feel complete. I have to do all the stuff, like like if, and especially if I'm getting my but, face but under you the run water. A rag over it. Don't judge me. Don't judge my cleanliness. No, I'm just saying. You're saying it's one is difficult and the other is not. I'm just like I feel like you know. Well, and here's the thing about bathing rotation. During this time this year, I've become a bath person mm. because mm. now I have a full bathtub. And it's nice. But then you take the bath at night. And then in the next morning, you don't want to take a shower in the morning because what's the point? You just have now made your bath redundant. So then tonight, if I don't feel like taking a bath, I will go the whole day without bathing. But then I'll have to remind myself tomorrow morning to take a shower. But then even sometimes that gets lost in the wash. So I don't speak. know that I followed any of that, but I will just say... <laughs> She's saying she likes baths. When I took baths, which I don't typically very often anymore, but when Much I did... Work. I still always took a shower right after. Yeah, I because you do that like mar I'm marinating. Yeah, yeah thing. like I'm in the dirt. Yeah. I'm in the wa dirty water. And you stand up and then stand you turn up, the shower on. Exactly. Soap do a little up. scrub a dub and call it a day. What? Now, what? if you do it, we just blow your mind, huh? If you Where do it the you? Japanese way, you would soap all that stuff up. First. Rinse it off and then fill the tub. And then get in the tub so right. that you can soak and you're not soaking in your filth your filth yeah what? so i just do it opposite and i will tell you that i remember very specifically being judged and shamed for the my shower practices uh when i was in japan because they thought it was vile that i would get into bed at the end of the night like because they they the people that i lived with anyway would bathe at night mm -hmm. therefore mm -hmm. they felt clean when they went to bed yeah and they thought it was disgusting that i would get into my bed after having been out in the I world say, all day. I prefer an evening shower. We I don't mean, have time to go on with this. It does feel good. An evening shower is the best. I will I will sign off on that. Next on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we will be talking about <laughs> teeth brushing habits. I'm just kidding. We're not, well, we're I haven't about, done that in four years. We're going to talk about a publationship. What's a publationship? It's a relationship for publicity. And this one is a uh, divorce for publicity. Hey! We'll talk about them after this on My Talk 1071. Troll. I thought that was appropriate. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Troll. We are going to troll the ancient Yuletide Carol right here uh, because is, we have a publationship to is talk Is that about. what the lyric is in the song? Oh, yeah. Troll, troll the, the ancient, ancient Yuletide Carol. Yeah. La, 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 la. What does it mean? Should we ask? Yeah, because I don't understand what it means to troll okay. a carol. So I'm so glad you asked, Bradley. Oh, this is, oh do you know? I do. Um, no, it? troll is not about a scary, uh, small... A person under a Creature bridge. Or Creature or behavior under a often bridge. exhibited on the internet. To troll a song is simply to sing it in full with a rolling voice. Oh, like tra-la-la-la-la. Oh, yeah, so you're going to troll the ancient Yuletide Carol, meaning the very old 
Christmas time song. You're going to sing the old ass Christmas song. Sing the the old ass Christmas song. We just changed the lyrics. There you go. Holly's trolling us now. That's a different kind of troll. troll. Um, Should we talk about this? Publationship. Yeah, let's okay, do it. Okay, if I asked you, if I asked you what a hake was, what would you say? I would say that is a Juliana Huff and a Brooks Lake. Okay, so this story um, is interesting. It has nothing to do with hake, but everything oh. to do with why we shouldn't believe anything that they said about their relationship. Ooh, this is exciting. Tell me more. Much less break up. Also, it's further proof that in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. Mm. So I saw this story about Julianne Huff's ex, Chuck Wicks. I don't know this part of her life. Just, Nobody does. Do you she, know what a Chuck Wicks is? She doesn't talk about it a lot, you know, for reasons. <laughs> no, I have no idea who he is. What was that? I said she doesn't talk about him a lot, you know, because reasons. Are you there? I just heard some weird music singing. Uh, that you were that somebody was trolling an okay. ancient Yuletide carol too. Because um, <laughs> I was like, is that a sound effect Holly was playing? Okay. No. Um, anyway, I don't know what a Chuck Wicks is. Do you? He's a singer, I guess. No. Mm-mm. Oh, so, he trolls the ancient Yuletide Carol. Yeah. Um, and the story is Julianne Huff's ex, this ex, has broken their pact, revealing why they really broke up. So Chuck mm. talked to uh, a gal by the name of Carly Pierce on a podcast. Um, talk to Chuck. It's Chuck's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And in the podcast, okay, so the thing that I found interesting is that Chuck essentially um, revealed why he and Julianne Huff broke up. And mm-hmm. back in the day, and here, now I'm just going to read you some words, and I think you're going to catch where um, I'm going. Okay. And let's see if I can start at the very beginning. Today you go out there, we're both loving life, we're on a high because our careers were going great, you know, we bought a house together, did all these things, and out of nowhere you find out that you're not, that they're not the person you thought they were, mm-hmm. and you break up. And then I had to, everybody wants to know why, and you know, I found myself doing a CMA red carpet, and we made a pact together to basically lie, to say, no, we just wanted to part ways. Everything's fine. It wasn't fine. Bleep hit the fan. So what Ooh. does that tell you? Well, I mean, it tells you a lot about her relationship with Brooks Lake, but basically it just says like she was like, we're not telling anybody, act like everything's hunky-dory. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the connection. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
than you can right. make based on this previous relationship, right? right? So if in this previous relationship, they had a pact to lie their way yeah. out of this relationship. That's exactly what she's is, doing in this one. It is totally plausible to then believe that that's exactly what happened with her in Brooks Lake. Because to be clear, that was the excuse. Like, oh, we just both were, you know... Uh, going in separate directions mm-hmm. and we still love each other and we're like the best of friends. Um, well, so they had this, you know, uh, lie departure. He goes on to say, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but it wasn't my fault. Mm. So you find yourself when you're in love, everything's great. People are loving watching you on Instagram. Oh, this is the perfect couple, couple goals and all that stuff. But then man, if something goes wrong, you got to face that too. So, uh, I don't ultimately, I mean, he then does go on and talk about other stuff, but for the most part, you're not going to really find out what exactly um, tore them up, but it's clearly Julianne's problem. Which, but the, is that not totally believable? Yes. Okay, go of on. Of course. Mm-hmm. But the nugget for me was pr- proof positive that in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. And when it comes to, oh, we're just doing great. We're just going in different directions. Uh, you can believe that that's a load of doo-doo. Mm-hmm. And you may say, well, that's not shocking. But uh, I don't care that it's not shocking. It's just further proof that whenever we hear that, we should be very skeptical of it. Because often what I see people do is they'll say things like, well, you know, sometimes people just grow apart and it doesn't have to be something big and terrible. Well, it's not to say that it always has to be big and terrible, but there's a big distance between we just grew apart and something, you know, somebody killed a friend of mine, right? Like oh, it, that it, was aggressive. I'm just saying it yes. doesn't have to be one of two extremes. It could be somewhere in the middle, but the result is that you're lying to people. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I can hear people saying, you know, well, they don't owe you an explanation. And that's true, actually. I agree with that. They don't owe us an explanation, but they but the outright lying about it actually can be kind of damaging in the long run because people will see people whether you like it or not. People pay attention to the way celebrities get married and the way that they break up. Mm-hmm. And whether you like it or not, it informs the way normal people live their lives. Yeah. And so if the image is always like, oh, they just they just grew apart. Well, then you feel like if you didn't do that, maybe perhaps you've done something yes. wrong in your own life. Yes. Right. right. This, unco- this unconscious uncoupling. Oh, God. Conscious uncoupling business is B to the S. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have an abundance of D bags. We're going to tell Ooh, you about them. So many. When we come back after this. Cool. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is. D bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. So, who's your D-bag today, Colleen? Uh, His name is Jorge Clooney. Jorge. George Clooney. (laughs) Jorge Clooney? Yeah, his name is George Clooney. Uh, Jorge? (sighs) Why is Mr. Clooney... Your D-bag today. Because um, he has inserted himself into the Tom Cruise yelling at his uh, staff story. Which, by the way, I, I don't know why I call it his staff. Because it's not technically his staff. It is the production crew on the movie upon which he is working and is the star of. 
but they are not employed by him. I understand that that's a complicated thing to say, but it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. Okay. Bringing everybody up to speed, Bradley, what happened on the set of Mission Impossible with uh, Tomas Cruz? So Tom Cruz um, yelled and berated uh, crew members from the set of Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 300. I don't know what number it is. I think it's like 327. And that rant was recorded um and in the rant he not only berates the employees individually and uses uh strong language um he's verbally abusive essentially to these people Mm -hmm. um that apparently happened more than once but the a recording of that went viral which led to everybody doing the thing that they do which is have opinions about it and it's tom cruise and he is a complicated individual controversial for one very specific reason, Church of Scientology. Mm -hmm. And uh, that has created sort of a firestorm of a news story for the last 48 hours. So um, uh, George Clooney was a guest on Howard Stern on Wednesday, and he was asked about this episode. Um, And George Clooney, I don't know, I I feel like there would have been, well, it doesn't matter. Here's what he said. I'm not going to judge what he should have done. I would have done something different. Doesn't matter. Here's what George Clooney did do. Quote, he didn't overreact because it was a problem. I have a friend who's an AD on another TV show who had just this almost the exact same thing happen with not quite as far out a response. I wouldn't have done it that big. This is George Clooney talking. I wouldn't have, you know, pulled people out. You're in a position of power, and it's tricky, right? You do have a responsibility for everyone else, and he's absolutely right about that. And, you know, if the production goes down, a lot of people lose their jobs. People have to understand that and have to be responsible. It's just not my style to, you know, take everyone to task that way. So, essentially, he's saying, like, I wouldn't have done it like that, but I would have done it. I would have said stuff because that's his responsibility. Now, Bradley, we talked about this very briefly at the beginning of the show about... A lot of celebrities kind of coming to the support of Tom Cruise for this episode. And um, can you give, can you shed some light on what might be a little bit problematic about that? Well, I think they think they're doing one thing, which is by showing support for Tom Cruise in this moment, they are cementing their feelings publicly about taking COVID seriously, right? Which sounds like a good thing. Right. And there are people who also understand that Tom Cruise is complicated so that they will say, like, I don't support Tom Cruise and the things that he represents when it comes to Scientology or Scientology. Actually, I don't know that any celebrities have said that because I think celebrities are very careful to use those words because of Tom Cruise and the power that he wields um, in, you know, corners of Hollywood. So but even if they do make if people on social media, for example, make that distinction, I I don't think they they don't seem to understand that that is encouraging Scientology's promotion of Tom Cruise in a Mm -hmm. way that they don't maybe realize they are unwittingly becoming a part of. Right. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, right. Yeah. And also, I mean, so yes to all of that. And then apart from that, apart from all of that, the other thing that is just generally frustrating and would be about any topic 
is the way that a celebrity piggybacks on the thing that everybody's talking yeah. about, which is what George Clooney is essentially yeah, and, doing. Yeah, and, and he's not being... Um, it's easy. Yeah. And look, we can all be guilty of just sort of like taking somebody's words and being like, yeah, without thinking it all the way through. Right. Myself right. included. Um, so it's an important step. It's just that in celebrity world, it then becomes about the celebrities and the personalities and less about the actual issue. Exactly. So it just seems kind of lazy, I guess, on George Clooney's part. But, you know, when I think about George Clooney and his celebrity, I kind of feel like that's par for the course of George Clooney's celebrity. Like, he's not thinking that deeply about it. And it's 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 mildly frustrating that, and I maybe they have, but I feel like reporters and people that are talking uh, to George Clooney about these issues are not thinking them through in terms of Scientology and Tom Cruise and right they're not putting is, all the pieces together it's just why, like celebrity other celebrity which is why Tom Cruise can still be Tom Cruise and yeah. also one of singularly the most powerful people in the church of Scientology yeah and then think about what that kind of po- uh, power does both in Hollywood and in uh, uh organization like yeah. Scientology um it's it, yeah it's like a drug um hey Bradley guess what what I have your D bag today. You did. I grabbed. Did you steal I just, my D bag. No, I oh. just grabbed another one. I oh. just thought, you know what? I'm gonna go for two. Guess what? Guess who your D bag is? Who's my D bag? George Clooney. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> to be fair, I knew that you had an extra helping of George Clooney, mm-hmm. so I foregoed. For I forewent <laughs> my D bag. Okay, guys. I oh. George Clooney sometimes thinks he's so cute, and I just don't think the world. You are on like the anti Clooney because you know what? For the most part, I think that first of all, I don't trust him at all. Okay, why not? Because his whole vibe is like, "Hey, look at me! I'm handsome and like I'm funny and I pull pranks." Or is it all the blind items that it's we've that read from Lawyer? It literally is like mix the two things up, and I'm just you know nothing is real and everyone smokes. I think we are all being manipulated by George Clooney, and I think he thinks that he can rest on his good looks, and I'm over it. By the way, this is the same person who said that he would like to be named sexiest man alive again. Who says that? Who says that? George Clooney. He's is. just Next. joking, though. No, That's no, not no, why no, he's no, a d bag, though. This okay. He was on Good Morning America and was being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, and he was asked by George Stephanopoulos, "How did you get through the months of quarantine with toddlers in the house?" Of course, talking about his three and a half year old twins, Ella and Alexander, who he shares with Amal Clooney. And uh, let's also remember while we get into the next part that uh, George uh, George Clooney owns a liquor company, yep. Casamigos. He said, "Well, you know, I drink mostly. I drink." Um, what? Okay, and this is the thing. <sighs> is he trying to be funny? Yes, and okay. that's what I don't. I just I can't. There's so, so much so about this relating. that I, I hate. I get very, very sensitive. Flames. Flames. On the side of my face. face. There's so many parts Breathe. of this that are so Keeping. obnoxious. Okay. One is the idea that it is like, this is like part of the culture that like parenting requires alcohol. Well, yeah, that's like a huge problem right now. It is like mommies drink wine to be huge problem to get through their pain. I'm I'm a wine mom. And we all laugh about it. Also, the notion that wine mom is a thing. Like that's 
Oh, it's so problematic, but people are just gonna, you know, the problem is, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your train no, no, of thought. No, no, so I can, want you to, I want you all in on my D-bag. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I really appreciate that, <laughs> and I know where the emotion comes from, so I'm grateful, but that sounded really vile. I know. Uh, okay. No, um, as a child of an alcoholic mm-hmm. whose mother had <laughs> a drinking problem mm-hmm. much of my uh, formative years, mm-hmm. Let's not do that. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. it's not funny. No, it's not helpful. Yeah, and at, on the margins, it's encouraging people. It it gives people an excuse to behave in a way that's not help healthy to them. Yeah, it's not to say, look, I am a horribly inappropriate person. Mm-hmm. I say terrible things. Yeah. I understand when you say things that you don't mean, but like in the culture, we don't maybe promote those things. It would be nice if we didn't. Well, we should try not to, mm-hmm. right? right? And so people at the level of George Clooney, like, again, that... Your words have weight. His words have a lot of weight. Yes. It's not that you can't say things like that. It's that, like, also, the, the thing where George Clooney's concerned sounds to me a little bit like, I want you to buy my booze because right. it'll take the, the edge off okay. of parenthood. Thank you. That was the second piece of this that's problematic. And then number three... Shoot, now I forgot what it was. There was a third part. But there's just... Again, Wine moms. It's just in general... Oh, I know what it is. It's this, like, dad is all thumbs. Dad is so all thumbs. Oh. He can't handle the children, and so he drinks. It's just that old meme, you know, the, the the dumb diaper commercials where the dad can't figure out how to change this damn thing. It's so <laughs> annoying, and it's so archaic. Well, it's just lazy. It's so lazy. But again, um, doesn't that just double down on, you know, the notion that George Clooney's kind of just a lazy celebrity? He's so... Oh, like, I want him to stop reading ads from the 1940s. I just cut my hair with yeah. a flow bee. Yeah, like, and just like, he's just like this guy, just like does guy stuff because he's just a guy. I, I can't be bothered to Ugh. like figure out my children, so I'm going to drink. Because my wife, she'll do that because wives yes. are smarter. Well, that, okay, yeah. thank you for saying that because then he says, you know, but here at the house, I've got this amazing wife and these two funny knuckleheads that make me laugh. And I get to wake up with them every morning and put them to bed every night. Like, okay, cool. Way to go, clones. I, I can't. That, you might think I'm overreacting. No, you're not. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm sure a lot of... <laughs> Uh, women, but I also think there's probably a lot of women who are like, oh, that George Clooney, he's so adorable. He's just doing his dad. Like, he can't be responsible for doing dad things. He's George Clooney. I mean, I think that's what makes George Clooney, honestly. And and let's be clear, the thing that he's telling you is not true. No! So, so that's the other thing. It's like, but that's... George the, oh. Clooney doesn't just, like, Roll out of bed in the morning, scratch his bits, junk, and then grab a bottle of Casamigos. And then, and like you know, just like I'm gonna go live my life. No, George Clooney is up at three forty-five a.m. He's writing a proposal for his next movie project, and somebody his probably children... scratches his nuts for him. <laughs> yes, exactly. He, pays he has for a Floby equivalent <laughs> for his bowls. <laughs> And somebody else operates it. Oh, yeah. I can't, you guys. I He's just, just painting a picture. So then so then you have to ask yourself, why is that the picture you're painting? Because you think that's a saleable 
uh, story? Because then I would say, George Clooney, you're pretty smart and powerful, and you have a big platform. Why not paint a, like, come on, like, paint an even better picture? Or, like, why, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not done, I'm not done. (laughs) Well, the good news is... (laughs) You get to take Nobody's it out on somebody else. Uh, my, the other, I just, I don't yeah. find any value, and we're gonna go on in just a moment because there's another d bag in the world. Oh, don't God. worry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. No, but I, the thing that, like, I just don't under, like, can we not perpetuate? I want to do a segment called "I Just Don't Understand," <laughs> because we will have stuff to say every day. Go on. Okay, the, I wish that we were not perpetuating again this. I lost my train of thought, but just the whole like character of the all thumbs dad who can't handle this dadding yeah. and, so and how about the all and, and how like, about the all functional? How about the converse of that is the all functional mother, right? Because I'm sorry, again, coming from my uh, family of origin, my mother was not always the most successful mother, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. In Thank terms you. of what society measured her by, I'm Thank saying, you. like, I would say she was successful, but, but a lot of society would look at what she, and, and not just my, I don't want to make this about my mom, uh, any mom. Yeah. I mean, we can make it about my dad if you'd like. <laughs> sure. Let's just open all our family wounds. <laughs> my mother and I have a great relationship. I love. Oh, I got to do some breathing before we get started here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Hope you guys are ready. My dog 107.1. <laughs> Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have more D. We got D. So many D bags. It's just double girl. It's very D baggy. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You know, I will say it does feel good to exercise um, low key demons. It does. Low stakes rage because Mm -hmm. it, it just. I think everyone should practice it. I think so too. It does sort of, it's like a valve release. Yeah. Right? Especially when it's directed at celebrities because like they don't know. Yeah. And like you can call them out mm-hmm. instead of calling the people you actually yeah. know out. <laughs> like your family. <laughs> okay. So are you Kirk Cameron? Which Oof. this one I hurts. hope it's about the story I saw earlier. Probably. Uh, like yesterday or the day yep. before. This one hurts a little bit because I do want you all to know, in the interest of full disclosure, Kirk Cameron was my first celebrity crush. You're not alone. No. You're not alone. No. I think we all thought he was dreamy. And now I don't find him dreamy at all. Yeah, he turned the dreamy corner a while back. but This is an exercise in going from like, yes, and okay. Kirk Cameron. (laughs) She can't even get the name out. Hosted a... Mass gathering of Christmas carolers uh, at a mall in Ventura County on Sunday evening. This event included, I mean, I I don't even know what their estimate is of how many people were at this event. I can only say it looks like hundreds of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Crowded together, hundreds, yeah. Okay, crowded together with no masks, Mm -hmm. singing Christmas carols, and this was all organized by Kirk Cameron, Um, and they were there to quote celebrate their God-given liberties. Uh, He said people had such a great time; it lifted our spirits. Oh, it was over five hundred people gathered. Okay, I'm glad you had that moment. 
I'm glad that your spirits were lifted in that moment because that spirit lifting moment has probably turned umpty foo people now into spirits. Meaning you irresponsibly gathered in a place where, uh, by the way, they've reported near 27,000 COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic. Uh, And you've gone ahead and gathered people together and no doubt this has now become your favorite special super spreader event. I can't handle people anymore. So what's interesting to me is, and I, I saw this story and I was like, ooh, ooh, this is rough. This is not good. And whatever my personal uh, opinion on Kirk Cameron aside, I kind of like I have a, a stereotype and a probably a preconceived notion of who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's probably somewhat unfair. It's a long story. We don't have time. Um. I ask when I see people do things like this, I ask myself, well, what do they think they're getting in return? Because I will tell you that there have been lots of large gatherings this year that not everybody feels comfortable being a part of. But some people do. And then I and I would do my the same thing in in those situations, say, like, what do those people feel like they're getting out of it? And some have been protests and they feel like they're exercising their like freedom Mm -hmm. or their right to protest their Mm -hmm. voice. Right. And so some people I would say, well, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable advocating for that because that's not my thing, but maybe I would feel comfortable doing something else over here. When I see a situation like this, I really do believe I don't think there's anything in particular these people are actually promoting other than a middle finger, Yes. which I, okay, I'm sure somebody could make a different argument, but I doubt it. And mostly because it's not like, it's not like Kirk Cameron has been fighting the fight to sing Christmas carols in public for years or like that there's a, there's something thoughtful behind this, right? Like Mm -mm. I might be wading into the wrong territory, but it just, when I saw this, I was like, is this the thing? Like Christmas carols? Like if you're, if you don't get to do Christmas carols, you're going to feel like you didn't, you weren't doing something important to you this year. It's right. Like it's my favorite thing. It's selfish. Yeah. 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 And again, I I think a lot of people have been selfish this year, myself included. But for what? Right. And in this particular case, I don't understand. I need a better explanation of what the for what is. Well, and it is one thing to be selfish on your own behalf. Uh, It is quite another to have a group selfish event. Don't get me Well, 500 people also just. Mm -hmm. And and. Because I have been in large groups of people this year, and when I have been in those large groups of people, I shouldn't oversell that, like once or twice I have been in a large group of people this year. Mm-hmm. When that happened, it was very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. There was care involved in terms of distancing individually mm-hmm. and wearing a mask mm-hmm. and being aware of that and encouraging other people to do that mm-hmm. and then getting tested as a result. Mm-hmm. And the like so there's a way to do that responsibly right. Right? right if you really are saying this is important to me then show it's important to you by doing the things that people recommend as a result and i think the thing that i'm going to get the most angry about and i we don't have time for me to really fully uh, express myself in this but just know it's in there <laughs> is the uh leaning into what amounts to a pretty crappy theology well i was going to say that's i think the thing that you bring to the table that is um a mm-hmm. thoughtful unique perspective yeah it is this sort of um that like 
there's somebody in the clouds yeah, who's the, gonna who's gonna make them okay because yeah. they because they care yeah. or it, I just it's it's bad theology and I'm not here for it and if you'd like to have a conversation with me feel free because I'm she will I'm oh whether you like it or not actually <laughs> let's be real when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show here's the question what 2020 phrase do you want to go away 651-641-1071 what phrase from 2020 do you want to see go away after this have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply you can start getting paid right away and work close to home applying is easy you don't even need an interview so what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.